What do you mean? It's Path of Exile season. The only thing that matters for the next few. What is? Ca I've never heard of Path Stealth. It's a. Uh, that's been in the game since Bestiary. There's a unique set of armor. I, I try not to think it. about it's that. A, it's an armor set that grants. There, there's all these different aspects in the game. Aspect of the spider, aspect of the crab, all right, aspect well, don't, of the cat. Don't get me going on aspect they, of the crab. And they like all give you that. unique buffs. They give you access to unique aura. Not auras, but they give you access to unique abilities. And one of them is aspect of the cat, which gives you stealth and agility. I'm just working on this build because that's what the season is about. It's the reason for the season. It's Well, it's in the season for the reason. James. Yep. What is going on? We so are much, we right? are so it, it's been so long. Yep. And you know it's what? Like we don't even have you know, a if this if this is recording, if this is recording and I'm using this very information right now, then I just want to say to to all y'all uh, you know, maybe one of the first thoughts you might have had when this podcast popped up in your uh iTunes uh your your podcast app was Oh man, I, I I can't believe they haven't done it in a while. I wonder if they're, you know, they're not doing it anymore. They're busy or whatever. I had to put a cat down. So, you specifically? Whoa, there's no reason to specifically start you. With that. No, I can I'm, I can though. When not really, when, I mean, no, it's pretty I, no, nasty. you can't. You can though. When you put a cat down, you can say that. No, I'm saying that to them, the listeners. Why? Why? Because the the listeners need to hear it. Do they not support you? Do they support me or not? I mean, that's and if like, so, why are you doing this if, podcast? Do you, if that's how you're going to start. If I, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need them. Go out of their way to listen I never to what them. you say. Then why I, do it at all? I didn't need them. I didn't need them then. And I did. You know what? Where were they when I had to put the cat down? And that's the deal with games, folks. Uh, Thank you, Ryan Gowan, crying for the use of music. We use the intro and outro revive off the old album Beyond the Fleeting Gales. They're not together anymore, but it's the band crying on the run for cover band camp. Uh, you can find that album. All right, well, it's been fun doing the podcast, and uh, well, f yeah, you I mean, too. If you, uh, you know, one day you respect the listeners, you respect me. Listen, I don't have one day. I, I didn't need to one put a cat down to have no respect future, for the listeners. You respect yourself, then, and only then, will we podcast. All right, I'll give it a chance. But you know what? I'm looking at you, listeners, with uh, with untrusting eyes. What did the listeners do to you? That you would they listened or they the didn't listen. Either way, I'm upset with them. so rude. Either it's way, I'm nice upset with them. I can't be happy nice with with them listening or not listening. Oh, God. Any, any other uh, angsty or edgy things to get out of the way? I don't know if that's angsty or edgy. I mean, it it like it happened. It's terrible. No one to wants to do like, that. Why didn't we listen to... Why didn't we have a podcast? Because f*** you. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah. That's, that's pretty angsty. You think that's angsty? I think that's very angsty. I think it's a real edgelord thing to say. Oh, I'm going to go back and say, F*** you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, now it is. Now it is because I did it again. Deal with it, listeners. I don't care. I don't have a problem with it. Neither should you. I do. Because what's the point of doing the podcast? The point of doing the podcast is not for them. It's for you. <laughs> it's for me. It's just like a masturbatory yeah. exercise. <laughs> it's exactly that. I don't need you, listeners. I don't need you to listeners to, to criticize me to say why aren't you doing the podcast enough because that's what they're that that's what they're doing is they're they're up on their their high horse. Does anyone criticize you? I feel like you could use some more criticism. I feel like I could use more if criticism. Anything. Well, you know what? If you have a place to put criticism, then here it is: fu at gmail dot com. Slam dunk. Deal with it.
You're not getting me hyped on this. All right, let's get somewhere else. Let's get let's emotionally get somewhere else than we are right now. That's my fault that I took us there. Um, I just came back from the South Fork of Long Island uh, for wineries. There are three. Yeah, you've been drink. You've been drinking wine. I've been drinking wine. There are three wineries on the South Fork, and there are fifty-four on the North Fork. Very interesting. We went to all three on the South Fork. Um, there was a clear oh, winner. And that's, and that's why you're cursing out the listeners. Got it. That doesn't have to be why, but it could be. Um, there was a clear winner. There there was a place, Channing's Daughter, which I assume is Channing Tatum's daughter, but it's a winery that does everything wrong. Let's say it's the Guy Fieri of wineries. where Guy Fieri doesn't do everything wrong. So you're already off base. Let, well, okay. So you know how everyone else does everything wrong and Guy Fieri does everything right? No rules, just right. Okay. All right. So now now think of a winery that does exactly that. So we've got a winery right here where their, their thing is we took a white wine and we made it like a red wine. And we took a red wine and we made it like a white wine. Get Lose your mind. And then they, they made orange wine. What does that mean? You're going insane right now. Then they then they took other wine that is already good, like Gewürztraminer, and they're like, "How about we carbonate it for extra long? We leave it, and we make it a soda, Gewürztraminer soda. Deal with it." That's insane. That's the kind of attitude that I need right now in my life. That kind of like that free spirited, like, "This is what we got. You like it or you leave it." You know? Is that what you like? That's what you're into. I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff there. Like the orange wine was pretty buck wild. The, the probably the most insane thing is like. I, the, 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 they had a, uh, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon. What is the color of Cabernet Sauvignon? It's red. Green. Oh. Green. Right. Exactly. Like anyone who knows, who's been to a, a wine, that, that, that is like the most popular red grape, right? Like the most popular red wine is probably Cabernet Sauvignon. They made a white version of it and they're like, deal with it. Just deal, deal with that. And I did. Is that, is that a new thing? Cabernet Blanc? No, it's not Cabernet Blanc, because that's a different it? grape. It's Cabernet Sauvignon made like a white wine. So, like, that has to do with, like, they, they didn't leave the skin in for the grape long, and they didn't age it in an oak barrel and all this kind of stuff. This is what I heard from the person. But the point is that here's this, like, what would look like if I poured you a glass, a white wine, and it would confuse the hell out of you because you'd be like oh that's a very good red wine flavor but it's white wine i wouldn't say that well i think you would i'm just not I'm, that's not how i talk i would say woo yeah i've heard you say that that's that what seems I confusing do. though that you would say that i'm not trying to make sense i'm out here trying to have a good time all right what kind of video what, what kind of video games or anything have you played i've been playing so much uh are we on to video games already? That's so you were. I mean, there's, there's other stuff in my life. I mean, like, you, you know, you know what's has been has been buck wild for me is like, I I mean, like outside of all the cat happenings that have been going on in my life, which have been too much. But there, have you heard of this restaurant BJ's? Not the chains. Um, not not the store. BJ's. BJ's. Yeah. So, no. you just make that up. It's not. I did not You're not make lying that up. To me, are you? No, it's it's in Valley Stream. 
Well, there's there's I think it's primarily in um California actually. BJ's. Are you following me? Sure. BJ's? So here is the interesting thing. Um, think of a restaurant that originates in California that is, let's say, the style of TGI Fridays. Let's say nothing. You're not gonna. This isn't gonna, you know, blow your mind. Like you're you're gonna go into this restaurant. And you're gonna be like, this is a chain. This is because this is this is a chain. Sure. All right. And then where this gets weird and why I'm mentioning it right now is not because it was the quality of TJ Fridays, because let's say this is the this is a chain that has uh, at, at least this particular restaurant in Valley Stream is maybe one of the best places I've eaten at in my life. BJ's. BJ's. Hmm. So they imagine how stupid you would feel as a human being when you get their tri-tip, which isn't even like a high-quality cut of beef, and it is so unbelievably tender that it cuts like a chicken. Like it's like some like at it's BJ's. like at BJ's. Let's say let's say this you you got this tri-tip at at BJ's, and you paid like twelve dollars for this this uh this steak that should be sh. It should be pretty sh. And let's say it was like so tender and uh and and it falls apart like a chicken and you cut it and you don't chew it or anything like that like it just kind of melts in your mouth and that it was like aggressively dry rubbed and probably smoked for like 2 days and you do this and you and you're getting it at a place that is the that that is the expectant quality of a TGI Fridays BJ's yeah I don't know about that. This place is buck wild. They do everything nuts. And they, they, it seems like they have me, they have alternate reality, moonlight version of Ryan Kirby in the, uh, in, in, in the, in, in the kitchen there because they're doing these things where it's like, hey, we got Brussels sprouts. So like, yeah, we'll try the Brussels sprouts. They burn the shit out of them. They got, they hey, got super burnt. That's how I like it. That is how I like it. So they I burn like they, they burn the Brussels sprouts to to the fact that they're like can't they're carcinogenic. Don't and you like them crunchy? I love them that way. But it's it's so confusing because it's like they're doing all these things where as you're eating the food, it's like no one no one should tell the chef that this is the way that you prepare that meal. And yet, if I'm at my own home, I'm probably gonna put the Brussels sprouts in for a little bit longer. And get them kind of crunchy. Isn't that the way, though? Isn't that like the way of things? Isn't everybody no, it's on not. Crunchy, the crunchy lifestyle? No, it's not. You don't think people are on the crunchy lifestyle? No, I, no, I don't. Mm. I've, I've had Brussels sprouts at a lot of restaurants. I love Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts, crunchy or otherwise. That's a, you know, that's not a breaking point. But here is a restaurant that is a... Imagine go to TJ Fridays and they're consistently like, we burn the shit out of the Brussels sprouts and we're serving them that way. It's wild to me. That's a, that that is a that is a choice that has to be made, and they make it, and it works. Hey, if that's what gets you going. So so they have plenty of good stuff. They have an avocado egg roll that is like, and they have tamarind sauce to dip it in. All these things don't sound right to me, but you know they're doing it. Uh, like this 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 is this place. Like imagine 
how dumb you'd have to feel to go into this TGI Fridays, you know, Applebee's style restaurant and then have to be like, wow, that's a fantastic steak. Show me what the chef is doing. Because we had to we had to ask the waiter, like, what are you doing? What are you got? Because we have been there multiple times and every single time they do phenomenal. Like I'm like, I I walk out of there extra happy and I don't pay that anything like you're not paying anything. You're paying like $10 or so for like an entree. And they're doing better than like most of the places that I'm paying like $20, $30 for an entree. Like this is, un- this is unbelievable, this place. Hmm. That's why it's well, just... Well, I'm, I'm glad you got a BJ's in your life. I know. It's it's really wild. It's It's something that like I legitimately want people to like drive out and experience this chain restaurant that has nothing... You, you go in, the decor is going to be absolutely bland. Everything about this is going to be bland. And you're going to be, like, confused why you drove out for a chain restaurant and not a specifically, like, known good restaurant that is, you know, an individualized restaurant. And then you're going to experience this and you're going to be like, I have never, I have literally never known that you could prepare beef in such a way that would make it taste like this. Surprising. They also have pizookis, which are, if you're wondering, cookies that are the size of pizza. That's not something I knew existed. And if you don't know, then now you know. Have you ever been to uh, Governor's Island? No, but uh, my sister was recently for the Governor's Ball. I Oh, I heard that got uh, rained out and canceled. Also, yeah. I, I thought that that takes place on Randall's Island now. Did it? It might have. I, I, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't true. know. I really wouldn't know. So, it might have. It might have. Governor's Island is actually a national park now, which I I also didn't know, and it's also really nice. Uh, for whatever reason, over Memorial Day, it is Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day weekend. I just thought I want to go on a boat. Uh, you know, sometimes you just get that feeling of like got to be on a boat right now. So we took the ferry over to Governor's Island and we spent the day uh, biking and having some uh, margaritas. They've got all these restaurants there. They've got bikes. They've got a zip line. A uh, zip line? Really? They've got a zip line. And I, they've got uh, yeah. they've got all the old forts that were there. It's sort of like a museum. Very cool place to spend a day. That sounds like a lot of fun. How long did that, like, give me a over-under. For some reason, that, that interests me, like, how much time you spent to how much fun you had. I spent, I think... About four or five hours there. All right. And then we uh, went to South Street Seaport where there's a lot of food. Uh, And that's initially why I I thought about this because I heard your story about uh, BJ's. And then I remembered that I recently had uh, some of the best Italian food at a at a cafe see, see that's another thing seaport. like right there that would confuse me too it's like i'm usually someone who's like i'm very non-impressed by italian food so if i if i had very good italian food it would probably surprise me the thing is i don't go out of my way for italian food and it and this time that's, i did that's the problem is like my my family like when you come from an irish family which i don't even know what the masons are i assume irish but um like my family is like, oh, it's a, it's an occasion. We should go to an Italian restaurant. Like that's what's nice because it's a non-minority restaurant. You know what I mean? Hmm. Do you understand okay. my coded language? Uh, 
I I understand it. I don't appreciate it. Well, I don't appreciate it either because Italians probably make the most boring food in the world. I've heard that said before. I know. I I, I truly believe it. There's like I like penne alla vodka and chicken marsala, and after that, you're getting away from me because everything else Italians make is trash, especially if you had it a lot of times because it's just it's usually like really overly fatty and buttery without a lot of flavor like it's like fat is the flavor like cholesterol and fat is the flavor it's like it's not interesting it's like butter flavored yeah it's like it's never interesting like if if there's something that if i was going to be like oh it's a nice it's a regular nice occasion we should go eat i would probably go to mexican i i mexican to, to me is one of the most like you pretty much go to any Mexican restaurant and it's going to be good, right? Like, and, and, and there's a lot of flavors in, in Mexican dishes. And I feel like in Italian dishes, there's just, there's a lot less. There's a lot less. Butter is not sure. in, butter is fine. Butter's but, not a flavor though. But it's not a flavor. Yeah. Well, at least it shouldn't be. I, I, no, it shouldn't be. That's that, like, butter can be a base for something, but you can't base an entire dish around like you can't like have the focal point of the dish being how much butter we put in it and i feel like that's a lot of italian dishes i know what you mean until they put a lot of vodka in tomato sauce and then then you get me back again for that yeah sure um so so i guess aside from you know i mean that's that's the only really exciting thing i did i I finally got around to seeing avengers like I think a month after it came out because that's about how long I feel I have to wait before uh, the movie theaters are comfortably empty. Similarly, I saw uh, the Dragon Ball Brawly movie. Oh, is not in theaters, right? That's just a no. I saw that in my room. A, a thing you can in my room watch. on Amazon. Yeah, I'm Was sorry, but uh. If you like Dragon Brawl, if you would like this movie, you've already seen it. So right. it's not worth so, talking so about. All right, so it's not going to It's aggressively not worth talking about. If you if you would like the Dragon Brawl Brawly movie, you've already seen it. The Dragon Brawl. The Dragon Brawl. Tell me about Avengers because that is that is surely something that I think I would love. Actually. I feel like I don't have to tell you about Avengers. It's good though. Is what you you're gonna say? Yeah, sure. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that's all you gotta know. I mean, it's pretty good. Did you walk out of the movie theater happy? Yep. Do you spent your time well? Uh, yeah. That was a good use of your time. Yes. That's kind of what good I would t- expect. That's kind of what I expect at this point. the The Marvel movies are always like they're an interesting point. Uh, they're a known quantity. They're an interesting I mean, like zeitgeist because you're gonna be happy. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna, what you expected. You, like you're gonna you're gonna buy that ticket and you're gonna walk out in the next two and a half hours happy. It's gonna or be even good. three because that's how long this movie was. Yeah, and you know what? Power more power to you because they've been building to this for a long time. So you're gonna be disappointed if you're not gonna make it three hours. Have that, you ever like, been to just, Alamo just Draft like the, House? Just like the um, just like the Game of Thrones. Fan um. No, I, no, I'm. I, I know that people are not happy with that. Yeah, but but I'm saying like with Marvel is like they they respect it more. With Game of Thrones, they obviously the writers don't respect it at all. But with the the Marvel movies, 
the writers have a clear, obvious respect for the base. For the subject matter. Yeah, for the subject matter, right? trying to say, let's get through this so we can make Star Wars. For Christ Almighty, we just want to get signed by Disney, you know? We just want to do the Star Wars. I just want to do this. Star Wars. I want to do Han Solo 2, where he shoots first. The only thing they're going to be doing is Han Solo 2, the porn. Hmm. With the amount of, you know, racy scenes they've directed in a... Game of Thrones, am I, am I right? You're right. Um, Thank you. Have you been Have you been doing any uh, video gaming? You, I do video gaming all the time. It's just the wrong type of video gaming. So, what kind of video gaming are you doing? Oh, you're doing your um your gotcha mobile gotcha. You're getting the gotchas are getting you. The gotchas got me. That's how I say it. Once the again, gotchas the gotchas got me. Got me. Um, a uh, big huge gotcha came out. Uh, a little, a couple. What was it? Like a week ago at this point, I guess. Uh, Overhit. It's the. It's. I think it's number one selling in Korea for the na- the last two years, and it is uh, very exciting. Uh, I I love it a lot. I basically have like one major complaint with it, and that is like more. That's difficult to explain because it's like the game gives you this railroading missions where the missions are rewarding you so much for doing the things in the game, like progressing the story or upgrading characters, upgrading gear or anything like that. Uh, and then there's just one mission that is just like so broken and out of whack that people can't progress past it. It's a huge issue, but I, I like it a lot. I think the the main thing I would say about it uh, to, to like explain why it's different um, is that it's an action JRPG, and how that okay, works. So, so what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that um, uh, basically it's like uh, the the characters uh, are all... You have five characters on a team, and you can set them up in a front line, middle line, and a back line. Uh, the further back you put them, the more defense they have based on how many people you have in front of them. So you could do something like have... Uh, one person tanking up front, and they're going to take a hundred percent damage. But when they die, it goes down to the next person. So you you never, as as a player, you're never choosing which character you're hitting. So you never get a choice of like, I want to hit this. Well, you you could you can't technically because you're deciding what abilities you're using. But you don't have an ability. You don't have a choice of which character you will hit. It just hits the next character. If that makes any sense. So it's an action JRPG where. All the characters are doing their auto attacks constantly in a row. And then you can queue up abilities so that when a character would do their auto attack, they instead do an ability. So you basically are doing something where it's like, uh, when it gets around, like you queue it up so that when it gets around to my healer, I need to heal because I'm losing a lot of health. Or uh, when it gets around to my DPS, I want to use a. Uh, single target high damage ability because I know it's going to counter the current enemy that I'm hitting um, or something like anything like that. Like uh, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's pretty active. And uh, one thing I appreciate it uh, a lot more than most of the other uh, JRPGs or the other gacha games is that with a lot of the other gacha games, like even Epic seven, which is probably my favorite gacha game, um, for the most part, the AI is making similar choices that you would make in a lot of cases because, you know, you have the, the AI is trying to pe- choose like your 
your ultimate ability, the longest cooldown, your regular, like, you know, ability, and then your auto attack in that order. So it, like, prioritizes uh, abilities, and it's kind of always going to be, like, prioritizing abilities in a certain way. And with uh, Overhit, it seems like it's the most uh, rewarding for you to be able to be, like, active and looking at it. Uh, Boss fights are really wild of, like watching and waiting like knowing boss uh like cooldowns for abilities and stuff like that so that like you prepare uh like ahead of time like i'm queuing up this heal because this boss is showing that it's about to hit like it's like you know winding its fist up and it's about to hit with this big aoe attack that's going to drop everyone to like low health so i'm queuing up a health uh, i'm queuing up a big aoe party heal um and the ai won't do that the AI is just looking at what is currently a good idea, whereas if you're actively playing, I feel like you make much better choices. Uh, so, I, 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 I it's, it's, it's really like it's also like the prettiest, uh, most phenomenally well presented uh, gotcha game. It is one of the best looking mobile games of all time. Uh, it looks unbelievably good, uh, and yeah, I've been having a blast with it. I'm playing a, a, a ridiculous amount. Um, Ooh, is it your is it your favorite gotcha game? Uh, that's hard to say. Like I've been playing uh, a couple gotchas at the same time. I'm still playing. I, I keep up with Epic Seven every single day, and Epic Seven is going into its uh, big season two, where it's like m- huge changes. They did this um, like new player reward system and stuff like that, uh, and they're going into like a huge new like uh, campaign. So like they're going to double the size of the campaign in the next patch, which is probably going to be next week. Um, and add a lot of new characters. So I think Epic Seven overall is, is my favorite because uh, they do the currently best job of uh, interacting with community. Uh, one of, so uh, so like on the last podcast, if you've been listening to the last couple co- podcasts, I've been into these gotcha games. And what is the main reason I'm into these gotcha games? Uh, the main reason would be that I really like that there's new stuff all the time. I really like that. Like, one big aspect of a gotcha game is, like, they need to get you interested and needing to get the consumer base spending that do spend. So every week needs to be a new thing. So, like, they need to come out with new content, new characters, new everything. Like, it is a constant progression of new content, and they never let you fall down. Like, the... The second the new content comes out, there's a tease for the next content. So you're always like kind of salivating over the next thing. And it makes it like very active as a community because you're always talking about like what you currently have, what the new thing is, and what the next thing is and how it's going to change the current game. And uh, I'm very excited about what Epic 7 is doing. And uh, Overhit is out now. And I'm a little worried about how they're going to treat it. I hope that they, uh, you know change this big issue the game currently has that it's like so big that it's kind of worrisome all right interesting yeah, yeah the okay so like a, a quick primer on that big issue as a quick the, one it, it is the it, overhit might be one of the most uh free-to-play friendly games i have i have played of the gotcha world uh they're constantly giving you pulls for new characters they give you selector tickets where you can select the character you actually want uh, multiple times as you're playing the game um, and as you're playing through the account. Uh, but there's this big mission structure where it's like, 
you know, just like I said before, is like, you know, clear this mission in the campaign to like, you know, for like, uh, you know, level up characters to this level X amount of times, uh, equip them this X amount of gear, all these kind of things that are like pretty regular for like a, you know, a mission structure of these uh, gotcha games. Uh, but there's just one point you hit where it's win a hundred arena games, and the reason why this is a big deal is because uh, first of all, uh, every day you get five shots at an arena match. Uh, you get five tickets to do like these PvP games, and the bigger problem is that uh, you pretty quickly get to the point where it's like fifty fifty unless you're spending a lot of money, and that's the issue um, because. Uh, the characters, like, your characters will, like, kind of hit their their endgame point, and then people have getting the, gotten these rare characters over and over again. They've kind of, like, duped them to being stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where, like, you kind of can't progress in Arena. And the idea that you only get five... Win- you only get five tickets a day, so even if you were winning every single day five times, that would be a huge... That would be a huge time investment. That would just be gated by amount of days. So you just hit this huge thing. And like up till then, this is the main thing that is like constantly rewarding you for not even spending money, just playing the game. It's like it's constantly rewarding you. So that is like probably the hugest deal is this mission. 87 is the biggest deal in this game right now. Um, but but I seriously love it. I absolutely love it. The presentation's amazing, and it is the most fun of the gotchas to play. It's uh, it's cool to play an action JRPG where you are actively queuing up and like unqueuing up abilities. It's really interesting. Like I've never played a game like this. Like imagining a JRPG where when it comes to your turn, like okay, so maybe I should explain this a little bit better and quicker. Imagine a JRPG where you have five characters and every character has two abilities, but you have a global cooldown plus a regular cooldown for using that ability. So let's say you need to use something like a heal because your characters are are really hurt. So it comes to like your turn, you have queued up a heal and your character uses a heal. So fantastic. So now that puts that heal and that ability on its own cooldown and it puts the whole team on a global cooldown for two seconds. So then in two seconds, you'll get an ability, you'll get to do another thing. But in one second, the enemies are going to do something. So, like, it, it's this interesting thing of, like, trying to plan out attacks and that everything is happening happening actively. Like, it's great that you have this, uh, this character that has this really good single target. Like, they're going to do a ton of burst damage. But if your team's taking a lot of damage, then you have to use your entire turn actively on healing so think of it yeah like think of it as like a jrpg where not only is it like time-based and active time but your entire team gets a shot to go so you're using one ability and then it goes over to the next team and they get the choice to use an ability so does it does any of that make any sense uh it's not that crazy yeah i mean i feel like i have to see it and i feel like you know when we get this this i don't don't think that's that insane though right like it that's not that wild I don't know. Talking about it's always game mechanics makes my eyes yeah. blaze. Yeah, I mean, it's always it, it it is a little like confusing and stuff like that to to talk about game mechanics. But like, yeah, you 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 haven't think about you're playing any literally think about any turn based JRPG and now think about it like 
not only i mean it's time-based but let's take that out of the equation entirely and say that it goes from you get to use one character ability and then it goes over to the next team so if you want to use some, so like every sure. choice you're making is a huge choice because if you want to do a big single target attack to maybe kill that character on the enemy team you hope you kill them because if you don't kill them, it goes over to the next team and they get to do something. And also because like if you're doing that one thing, then you're also doing not doing anything else. So you're not buffing, you're not healing, you're not doing an AoE attack, you're not putting a you know debuff, you're not doing all these kind of things. So it's it's very I think that's very interesting, is like how much you have to consider during the gameplay here. Especially when you get even, like, almost anywhere. It's really interesting. It's a really fascinating game. I just hope they change this one Mission 87 that is win 100 Arena games because it's almost impossible, literally, the way it is. All right. Yeah. Have you been playing any um, games that aren't on mobile? Um, Mortal Kombat continues to be basically one of the best fighting games that has ever been released. That sounds true. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Like, uh, the amount of times, like, I'm, 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 like finally, I'm, I'm excited that I'm kind of settling down on characters. Like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm be, not. Because for a long time, I, yeah, like for a long time, I'm having a hard time deciding which characters because if you listen to this podcast at all, we've definitely said that, uh, the characters are kind of like MOBA characters in Mortal Kombat 11. They are, very kit based uh none of them feel the same it would be insane for you to even say that uh this character feels like this other character in mortal Kombat because they're both rush down characters it's like well not at all because they rush down in different ways and their overall flow and formula and everything like that is so different like you'd have to know the characters and play a lot of time with them before you even understand them at all and i'm finally getting to the point where I'm I'm really I, I understand and I've played a little bit of the characters and I think I understand which characters I would like in the long run and those characters would definitely be uh, I love Sub Zero I love Sub Zero Sub Zero a lot uh, I'm liking Garrus a little bit and Scarlet I uh, really like Scarlet a lot Garrus is my least favorite character to watch yeah oh yeah yeah I mean you you watched um combo breaker right i mean i i i I guess i understand what characters that are good look i i definitely know what characters that are good in fighting games look like to watch but it's a whole different thing to play them and sure and 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 you know what garris is easy fixes for the most part in my opinion a lot of the garris fixes are like he shouldn't uh like what it what is it like the the crush combo kind of thing he shouldn't do that as much he shouldn't get them as easily um and his his damage needs to be toned down but other than that i don't think he's too insane i think i, I really think it's more like a uh a numbers tuning yeah you don't think done. it's that uh one of his um variations does too much because i feel like that's the problem with um aaron black right where i mean one I, didn't i just say that does didn't the, I just yeah, say that? does the work of two variations and that's that's the big problem right yeah but that's a numbers tuning in a lot of cases because with the Aaron Black thing you're talking about is that there's an Aaron Black that like does an equal amount of damage but has like the same options 
and if not more and a safer or whatever like i'm fine with the idea of like a high damage unsafe kit but i'm not fine with a kit that is like like garris's problem is that he does too much damage he, he basically is doing the same kind of mix-ups he just gets more off those mix-ups and that's the issue yeah. is like he shouldn't do so much damage and have like a similar mix-up potential as other characters like Mortal Kombat is Mortal Kombat 11 is really interesting because it probably has it has a Tekken style high low game where most 2D games don't have a high low game like in Street Fighter you can't get good damage off of a high attack a high attack is generally or an overhead uh, is more based around chipping or confusing someone and getting them to block high and then you can get good damage off of a low so the whole thing is like highs are just to get someone to block high to be able to do real damage with a low and in mortal Kombat, highs and lows basically get the same damage so like similar to tekken like you kind of have to be really concerned about whatever angle the enemy can hit you from because they can get a lot of damage off of any angle if they're doing if they if they know what they're doing and uh garris just basically gets too much damage off of everything he gets too much damage off of, like, combos that go, like, that do these, like, overhead and low strings. He gets too much damage off of, like, grabs and stuff like that. Like, he's just, it's just too much. And the damage is the issue. I think it's, like, a damage tuning thing. Sure. Um, I'm really liking a lot of characters. I'm playing, most recently, I've been playing a lot of Noob Saibot. I really like Noob Saibot. Um, there's a, by I'm, the way, there's a character in, um... I'm sorry to interrupt you. There's a character. Grand Blue Fantasy. Grand Blue Fantasy is a fantastic game. Um, not I'm not. I'm not even talking about the uh, the versus. But there is a character in uh, Overhit that is literally Noob Cybot. Is a character that is a clone of the main bad guy that is walking the world, and he basically makes like his animations are Noob Cybot, like. He stands in the same place, but like a shadow form attacks and stuff like that. It's so cool, actually. His name is Proxy, but yeah. Proxy. So there's so the, yeah, there's a noob Cybot in Overhead. That's a cool name for a character. Yeah, he's a literal proxy of the main enemy, and he doesn't. And story in the uh, narrative, he doesn't know what to do because he is like walking the world, and he That's doesn't cool. want to be this enemy. He doesn't want to be a bad guy. He doesn't so, want to be made so like yeah, that. So I'm, I'm playing... So the characters that I'm playing is I'm playing different characters uh, in order to teach myself different fundamentals of the game. Uh, and, and I think that that's something that's been... You know, because I'm trying to get better at fighting games in general, not just Mortal Kombat. So I always playing, would say that's a good idea. So I'm playing Katana to help me uh, hit confirm into the combo because Katana has a really... Uh, it, it's a pretty simple to perform combo, but you have to know that you've hit that first attack, and that first attack is so good. You could pretty much get through all of Katana with using two normals. Um, that's so my that's using... that's a that's a big issue I have. Like I like that character, but I, I know what you're talking about is that like that like uh, long hitting like half screen hitting fan attack. Yeah, and then the little kick combo. But yeah, sure. I'm, so I'm using her. To teach myself to hit confirm combos, um, I'm I'm using Noob Saibot to teach me. Okay, so for a character that has uh, Noob Saibot has very few ways to actually open up the character, like to open up the enemy. 
It's almost like he's so, a zoning character. Yeah. So essentially, how do I, how do I, I, I guess, get something off of the enemy making mistakes and essentially like me being in the right range? Um, how do essentially like a footsies game? Like that's what Noob Saibot is teaching me. Uh, Sonya teaches me. Um, how do I win gracefully without talking too much trash? Well, it's good that uh, that Noob Saibot's teaching you how to win footsies because footsies is basically Mortal Kombat. It's just Mortal Kombat 11 is just footsies. Aaron like, Black is wake up options. One thing that's crazy is I don't lose to Aaron Black. Like I just don't do it because I think that first off, I think his low and his overhead are predictable. Like I, I don't think that they're like really a 50-50 um a lot of people and, and would I've argue with into, you but sure i've gone into training mode and it's just like you you can pretty you can see the differences in those moves um i haven't fought an aaron black that does good enough wake-up setups so i like playing aaron black because it makes me more cognizant of <laughs> how to fight against aaron black that's fine. And, and that's also like the main reason why uh in mortal Kombat you would choose to diversify your character portfolio of just like it you, you know and this is true for a lot of fighting games but if you play those characters you're gonna learn their weaknesses you're gonna learn what's unsafe it's really interesting too because mortal Kombat, like even in the characters that are kind of more like community uh decided that they're broken uh the the developers did plan in a lot of uh really counterable abilities right like the developers thought a lot about stuff and whether or not you think like Oh, it's hard to react to uh, uh, the Aaron Black overhead low setup for wake up. Is like they 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 did plan for those to be super punishable mm. when a person made a mistake. Like every everything kind of had an an overall plan with Mortal Kombat. There's nothing that was it's, like it's a well designed game. I, I don't think that they were. I I wouldn't say that the that, that Nether Realms is like surprised by anything. Like I can't imagine that they're like, oh, all these people have these uh, Aaron Black fifty fifties and they're so good. I I think that that was like they thought that while they were developing the character it was like, yeah, we were probably yeah. gonna do that and and they they developed in like issues with every strategy. Like even everything that you look at in that game has like a classical style of like counter to it. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of after watching Sonic Fox, he makes a lot of sense where he calls out what's wrong with characters. And with Aaron Black, it's absolutely the fact that uh, he can cancel his unsafe strings into a move that does way too many things. Sonic I, Fox is a fucking genius. He's. He's good at video games, and he's pretty smart. He seems very articulate. He's good uh, at video games is the understatement. Um, Sonic Fox so, is so good at video. So good at video so, games. So, uh, I, I just broke a million DPS on my Path of Exile build that I've been um, working on. So that's very exciting. I um. Is this on patch is this? No, the patch uh, for Legion. The patch notes came out yesterday. And the tree came out today, so I've just been uh, calculating how I'm going to build my newest character. Uh, we haven't talked about Legion yet, but they're doing a Path of Exile expansion, uh, which is pretty crazy, pretty rare that Path of Exile does an expansion. Uh, just kidding. Once every three months. This expansion is all about melee combat and also just about making the game smoother, which is, I think, 
the main criticism that Path of Exile has, uh, just in general, just like from the gaming populace, you would play Diablo and say, this game feels silky smooth. And then you'd play, you know, Path of Exile and be like, there's a lot of options here, but it feels a little chunky. That's right? not like, exactly. I, I don't know. Chunky. I think it does. I, I feel think like it's not visceral. And like, that's a hard word just to like define always when you hate talking about that. But like Diablo definitely has like enemies react. To, and, and they talked about this. Literally, I, I heard this in patch notes. They talked about the fact that like they're changing the way the enemies react to hits and stuff like that. Like. Diablo and they're also is... changing, yeah. So also the way that like it's responsive, right? Like in in Diablo, you swing the sword and you see how much like where you're hitting, right? Yeah. And you can cancel those animations. And Path of Exile with this patch is moving towards uh that's they're trying to capture that smoothness. And based on the videos that I'm seeing, this looks extremely promising. Uh, they're also going to be adding in new instant skills. Uh, first off, they're making all movement skills instant, and you'll be able to animation cancel into all of those, uh, which is a really big deal, especially for melee, because I've always played bow builds and spell builds because melee has felt weird. The reason why melee feels weird is because once an animation starts, you're stuck with it, and melee has like these multi-hitting strikes. And once you do one of those swipes, you'll see your character swinging your sword three times before you can react again. And that that kind of, that's problematic. It doesn't feel good. And I'm really excited to see them change some of that up. This yeah, time you should. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if that's, it, it, it'll be hard to say because I feel like it's so important. Like whatever, whatever I've seen on the videos, the important thing is like for me to hit a button and to see a reaction and to see everything myself. Mm -hmm. Like the visceral feelings is a individual reaction to something happening in a video game, and they can't just ah, shit. Bless like, you. They can't just tell me that they've made the game like feel better or work better until I've played it. Sure. Yeah, but but for the most part, I I say I trust a lot of the streamers and people who have played it already. Oh, it'll probably be good. I'm, I mean, I'm like I, I think that GGG does a good job generally. I, I the it's it's a bummer too because like as someone who is. I have like like I'm not even like a Path of Exile super fan. Like you are a Path of Exile, Ex I'm Exile going to super New fan. Zealand. I have to... like. Yeah, yeah, you're going to New Zealand to go to PathCon or whatever, but I, I have, like, 400 hours into that game. Like, I'm not even a super fan, but I have, like, unbelievable amount of time into that game. And I love Path of Exile. I really do. And uh, I always want there to be a good Path of Exile league. Uh, and the last league soured me a little bit. Like, I think, like, a week or two in, I realized, like, the league mechanic kind of sucked. They didn't do a good job with it, and they... They usually, uh, GGG usually does a good job of balancing it so that they have a good concept and everyone agrees usually before the league comes out, oh, this is a really interesting concept. And it was an interesting concept. It, 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 it was, was an interesting, it was an interesting concept. I'm saying that, but usually they have an interesting concept and then they, they, they screw it up. They do a bad job on the first day and people are like, this is dumb why didn't you guys test this? And GGG is like, because we iterate so fast, hold on, give because us... Because we do too much. Yeah, like, yeah, hold on. 
Hold on, give and us this is one the one more time day. Where it's like, you gotta believe it. Like it, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, Apex Legends has had a bug in their game for for th- three weeks. What's going on? It's like with Path of Exile, they're always updating. You know that they're actually as busy as they say they are. Yeah, and so they say like, yeah, we we didn't have any time to test this because we were busy doing it, and then we launched it. And then it comes out, and people are like, it's screwed up. You did a dumb job. And then by day two, they're like, no, we figured out how it cannot be bad. And then people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I can see why this would be good. And they fix it quickly. But with Synthesis, it was like they had this good idea like they usually have. And it's like, it's a good idea, everyone said. And then it came out, and it was like, it's a bad idea. How are you going to change it for it to be a good idea? And for the first time that I've seen in path of exile history they were kind of like uh we don't know actually yeah i mean it was a really bad idea for but they but they they did eventually get it where where they wanted to be and people who stuck around uh apparently really liked it um too little too late for too little too late and most people are really not happy with synthesis everyone's happy to see that go Oh yeah, I'm glad oh, yeah. that that's it, not it won't even like, like they, they won't even like usually the really good mechanics in Path of Exile stay till the next uh, stay in the game forever, and they're not just like an expansion thing like they get like built upon and they stay in the game. And with Synthesis, I think they're just uh, it's done, goodbye. Yeah, it's too bad because like just like most expansions, there's a good concept, but they never figured out how to make it work. So then yeah. what they were doing with the next expansion and with Legion is they're like, well, we tried too much, so let's get something really dumb. Uh, and it, it looks pretty brilliant. I mean, it looks, the rewards especially look cool, but it's essentially another Breach League. It's essentially another, like, you touch this and you kill a bunch of monsters and... Yeah, you see uh, it. That's what I'm saying. It's dumb. It's like, the, you the literally see a node. Amazing. You see a node on the map, you hit it, and then a ton of enemies appear just like breach and you kill all those enemies and you get a bunch of rewards for it. But it's not, there's nothing like over, like with synthesis, there's this whole thing of like killing enemies and finding a drop for uh, a map and then putting in the map into this overall maze. And that, that, that kind of stuff was good. They just did a bad job of it, like coding it. They did, they did kind of a bad job of it. And also the rewards were kind of bad. And for Legion, they're kind of like, let's just throw, let's just like get dumb again. Let's just throw a lot of enemies at you and have a lot of rewards. And that's it. Yeah, but one of the coolest rewards that's ever been in Path of Exile is in Legion. And that is these new jewels. And jewels are items that go into your passive tree. So essentially, they're modifying uh, the skill tree that you travel along to pick up passives. So the skill tree you travel along and you pick up like your health, your damage, you pick up like special effects and bonuses. And in Legion, there are going to be these jewels. And once you socket them in, they're transforming uh, your passive tree. And there's going to be, I, I think, 30 new keystones. Keystones are these um, extremely powerful, like build defining uh, passives. And there's going to be a ton of them. Uh, with these new socket, with these new gems, jewels that you'll be able to get from Legion. Uh, so it's awesome that they're creating a league that not only is like 
si simple there, but also like like it's a it has a small it has an easy barrier to entry, but it, it it you know really increases what you'll be able to do the variety of builds you'll be able to create. I'd be worried about not getting a drop, like hearing oh, it. Well, I I heard that they will have uh, some of them will be easy to get. So there are five different legions one of which will be common. You'll be able to get it. Like, uh, you'll be able to maybe, you know, like, see a couple of them throughout your playthrough, but really dedicated players are going to, you know, have to have to chase after the Legion jewels that are more, uh, you know, rare. And that's always been Path of Exile. So it, it seems like there will be some for people who are normal, and there will be some for people who are insane. Okay. I hope I find something good. The, the, a lot of my experience with Path is usually like, it's scary because it's like day one, I kind of look at a couple builds and feel something that's for me. And sometimes I don't make a good choice. And sometimes that means that I'm not going to have fun and I'm not going to play. For have you ever months. tried just making your own? I feel like if you tried it once, you would feel such a stronger connection to your character. You would want to see it pan out so much more. Uh, and yeah, so I've been built making my own builds. That's so I'm building a um, blood and sand gladiator I, I, this time around using yeah. some of the new stuff uh, that's coming in this league. Uh, it's going to be based around one. I just hit 100% chance to bleed, and by swapping between uh, essentially blood and sand is this new stance that's going to increase. Uh, one of them is more single target focused, and one of them is more uh, speed clear. So that's pretty cool because I'm going to be able to, yeah, essentially boss and kill stuff. Uh, currently, my survivability is going to be really shitty though, so that's something I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if enough about theory crafting that I feel like I trust myself to just do something like that. Usually, what I do do is I find a build I like, and then I kind of change it a slight bit for uh, what I want out of the out of the end game. You don't want someone arresting you for plagiarism. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you plagiarize, you get arrested. It's like that meme, um, can I copy your homework? Yeah, change it a little bit, and then... Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do. Cool. Um, I've also been playing this game, Mordhau. Oh, you played that? I've been playing that. It's really fun. Okay. Really, really cool. Uh, so Mordhau is, uh, if you're familiar with chivalry, then you kind of know what to expect for Mordhau. But not a lot of people played chivalry. That said, a lot of people are playing Mordhau. And it is this melee combat uh, first-person, third-person game where it's multiplayer only. And essentially, you are going in and doing these massive battles. There's a few different modes. One of them is like 32 uh, versus 32 team battles where you're bo where both teams are trying to push points. Uh, so, you know, you're just getting in there and melee combating people. Then there's also a battle royale mode, which is exactly what you expect. You drop into a world with a hundred different people. You scrounge for weapons and armor and gear. And then, uh, yeah, you duke it but, out. But there's two sides, I think. In the battle royale? No, in the battle royale, there's every it's it's free for all. Battle royale is free for all, I think. Okay. But frontline, which is the primary mode, is uh, team battles. All right. So it's really cool. It's got like some 
like fighting game mind games, but it's a little bit harder because there's 32 other people in the game. So sometimes you'll be fighting against someone where what you're doing in your strategy works and sometimes it doesn't. But essentially there's like, the game is built on swings and stabs. Stabs are really simple. You just thrust your weapon forward, right? And swings are, you move your mouse in a direction and then you press the attack button and they swing in that direction. But then you can also turn like your camera, right? You can adjust left and right. And what that's going to do is that's going to change the speed of your swing. The purpose of which is uh, the enemy has to try to parry or deflect the move. Uh, and if you switch up the speed, then, you know, you can trick them. Uh, you can also cancel your move. So you could do a swing and then cancel it. Then they put up their parry and you do an overhead or something. Uh, or you could do a morph attack where you start with a swing and then you morph it into a stab. Um, and since there's all these different weapons and you're sort of making your own loadout, so you could have like spears or like great swords or like a bill hook. And, you know, there are certain things you can anticipate, right? So what is a bill hook? A is that like a lance that has like a sword kind of thing on the end of it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of too, it, it's, it's like a lance, but with a scythe at the end of it. Okay. The purpose of which is to, or like a, the purpose of which is to take people off of horses, essentially. Uh, but yeah, you, you expect off that people, fucking horse. You expect people with a spear to like poke, so you can sort of anticipate what people are going to do based on the weapons they carry, and then they could try to switch it up on you, right? So if someone with a spear tries to do a swing, uh, it's probably more likely to hit because people aren't expecting it, but it's also going to do less damage. So there is that trade-off. I think that this is the most just brain-dead fun multiplayer game. Like every, I'm never having a bad time in Mordhau. Really? It's just like always pure fun. Like there's like, it's always stupid. Like it's, it's just like so stupid. Like people don't take it seriously. Uh, there are people who are just like standing around playing loots and like you can put them. I, I think you can use a MIDI and put the MIDI into the game and it'll choose the, essentially it'll choose the melody for the, for your loot. So there'll just be like people, you know, playing loots in the middle of the battle, like like Highway to Hell or like Zelda songs or, or whatever. It's so stupid. But and, and then there's like archery, there's like horses, there's uh, siege weapons. And when I feel like playing a multiplayer game, but I don't feel like getting serious, like I don't feel like playing Apex and I don't want to play a real fighting game, I'll just play Mordhau. Okay. Have you played Dauntless? I have played Dauntless. Uh, I did not like it. Oh, wow. I played it a long time ago. I, I think that... The, Everyone the is talking thing, about that right now. The main thing that keeps me going in Monster Hunter is just that the combat feels so visceral. You always feel like you have something to learn with the weapons, uh, and there's tons of monsters to fight. Dauntless does not have a lot of monsters. Uh, the weapons Even are right very now? simple. Right now? And, and Yeah. At launch. And, and the combat's not visceral. Like, it doesn't have that Monster Hunter feel. All right. So, uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Dauntless right now. Maybe if I get back to it. Have you played it? No, but I, I was hoping that you'd say something about it. Because it, it's... I hear a lot of people talking about it right now. I don't have anything good to say about it. All right. Um, I do have some good stuff to say about Void Bastards. I saw you playing Void Bastards the other day. You'd like... You'd probably get into some Void Bastards. Uh, Void Bastards... 
is Rogue Legacy um, with some of the sensibilities of uh, Bioshock, actually. So it's Bioshock in the sense that uh, you have this um, weapon progression where you're getting uh, materials and upgrading weapons and you're getting access to new abilities and things like that. And it's Rogue Legacy in the fact that um, when you die, you respawn as a new character uh, that has these randomized traits that make things kind of spicy. But this is definitely not a roguelike. This is very much just like a single-player first-person shooter that's a little bit more... It's slower than a lot of first-person shooters. It's very thinky. And and it also has like this great board game feel to it. Right? So it, it has this board game feel in that you have a set amount of resources. Like you have this many shotgun shells, you have this many grenades, um, you know, you have this many like um, hacking tools, let's say, I don't know if that's in the game, but we'll go with it. And then you're looking at, you're looking at this map and the, the map are these different ships that you can visit, but the different ships all have these different enemies that are going to be in them. They have these different effects and they also have different rewards, right? So if you go to a cruise ship, you're more likely to find food. But if that cruise ship has increased security, you're going to need to bring uh, like your hacking tools, like your your zappers, your electric weapons. So there's this really cool trade-off of uh, what do I need and what do I have to achieve that? And it, it's just as much about the planning and figuring out where you're going to go and what you're trying to achieve as it is about actually going there and executing and shooting. The actual shooting mechanics don't feel that great. Like, it's very, like, generic, simple, maybe even, like, a little boring, but I feel like uh, this, the art style and the variety of weapons and sort of the choice that you get, the agency of what to bring, and, like, feeling smart and clever when you bring the right things is enough to sell it. All right. But I don't think that that is the game that's going to stick with me because I think I have been playing one of the best games of the year and what I think will be um, a lot of people's new standards uh, for narrative storytelling. Off. Yes. Have you heard of Outer Wilds? Literally no. Outer Wilds is an Epic Store exclusive. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it. Uh, look up look up screenshots of this game. It's absolutely gorgeous. Okay. What I will tell you is that Excuse. this is an adventure. If if out, sure. outer wilds, and if you uh, if you're a uh, person on this listening to this podcast, again, f- you. I said that earlier. Um, the aesthetic of this game is really cool. I think you need to see it in motion. Outer Wilds is the coolest game. I can't talk about thrilling, serene, and full of incredible moments. You need to experience this firsthand. I hardly want to say That's anything Tom Marks. about it. That's Tom Marks. From, uh, uh, I'm going to give you... Uh, I, I'm going to tell you... Just it's like unlikely any two players will take the same path through Outer Wilds. So that so what could be the beginning of the game to one person might be the end of to another. Uh, let me tell you the littlest bit about it. Unless you don't want to be spoiled at all. Uh, listeners, I'm going to spoil this game slightly. Because okay, I feel okay, like just what's the I, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you anything uh, that this... I'm watching be, a trailer right now. Okay. Oh shit! So that, that popped I, up on I the podcast. You heard that? I wouldn't podcast. watch a trailer, but let me let me tell you this. All right. Um, this is this is the first thing y'all hear about it. Uh, the game takes place in a universe whose sun is going to explode in twenty minutes. 
So when the sun explodes, you loop back 20 minutes before, and you're constantly exploring this galaxy. You're going to these different planets, you're unearthing clues, but at the end of those 20 minutes, everything reverts back. So think of this like Majora's Mask style. It's interesting, but it sounds horrible, actually. Think of this, yeah, like Majora's Mask style, right? Where these planets have like their habitat, they're going through their routines, and you're there to explore it, and depending on what time you show up, things are going to be different, right? So an example of this is the hourglass planets. Uh, And essentially the hourglass planets are these two planets that sort of are always next to each other. And depending on where they are in relation to one another, they have this desert that moves from one planet to the other. Essentially the gravity forces all the sand on one planet to move from one to the other. So if you think about that, you know, how that would affect this 20 minute span and your travel, then then you could see where this is going, right? I can't. I literally can't. So this game is amazing. Uh, if you're going, if you need to know one thing about it, just check out the music. Tom, check out the music for this game and it will sell you on Tom it. Mark says, Outer Wilds has reminded me a lot of Breath of the Wild for that reason. It's a very different game in terms of scale and what you're actually doing. But it similarly makes every experience feel spontaneous and unique to you, despite actually being the product of years of careful planning and playtesting designed to make you feel that way. Like Breath of the Wild, it's unlikely any two players will take the same path through Outer Wilds. So what could be the beginning of the game to one person might be the end to another. Yeah, because you are in this open galaxy. You can go where you want. Choose the planets, you know? Uh, It's amazing. It's... Uh, this is storytelling that only video games can do. Yeah. And that's what we always want, right? Like, the I don't... People always talk about shit like The Last of Us, and, like, I, I, I just couldn't care about that kind of Listen, stuff. Listen, I, I played the last... I, I finished The Last of Us, and I don't I, talk about The Last of Us. I don't think that's storytelling in games. Like, I don't think that that's... I finished that. That's not special. It's just not meaningful. Like, Outer Wilds... When, when people talk about what games can do in terms of like narrative that's different from something else, it's it's stuff like this. Like, yeah, it this is, is what people need to be checking out. And Outer Wilds. Like, like uh, I recommend playing this game. Uh, Epic Game Store exclusive. How much? Uh, so Epic, so typically $25, but Epic is giving you a $10 discount. So $15. You could have said that at I, first. I accidentally opened it. No, because if you get it somewhere else, you're going to pay that full price. Oh, wow. All right. So check this game out. Listen to the soundtrack. And if the soundtrack doesn't sell you on this game, then you're probably then it's probably too good for you. Your your, your glowing reviews have interest in me. I, I will get through this game like I will play through it because is there uh, an is the there an mystery, ending the, the way that you said the, that there is an ending the mystery of the game is so juicy, right? I don't know what the ending of the game looks like, but I imagine you're going to find out why this is happening, right? You're you're going to close the loop. Well, we we I imagine. Sci- science I can tell you why the 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 sun ends, right? The sun, the sun our, our sun has an ending. That's the deal with games. Hopefully sooner than later. I'm eating right? pad thai and that's the deal with games. How did you get the pad thai? Melissa well, made it. While we were talking. Melissa made it and brought it to you. Yeah. Hello, Alyssa. She's not here, but she says hi. 
wherever she is. I take it away. I've been playing other games too. I mean, uh, we'll talk about it other time, but I've actually been playing a lot of Borderlands 2. I've been playing some Grim Dawn. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends, but let's table that. Right. And hopefully we podcast again soon. Yeah, I have a, a more Thunderstone quest for you. I have a bunch of other games that I've started to get through. Well, the, I really, I really uh, hope that we can get uh, together and play some great board games soon. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a hard time recently for me, like busy and otherwise. Uh, You'll have to tell me about it once uh, we get off this podcast. So WTDGpodcast.com. What's the deal with games? Rate, comment, subscribe, at sign WTDGpodcast. Give it to me, Ryan. Are we I good th- there was more words, I thought. It sounded the way you were going to say that. There's going to be more words. I'm going to pad tie. Thank you, Ryan Galloway, crying for the use of your music. We use the intro and outro of five off the new album, the old album, Beyond the Fleeting Gales. We can find them at the Rough Cover Bandcamp. They are uh, currently not together. You heard that here first. Damn, breaking deal. Apex may the, Legends may, update. May, may, the, may the June the 5th be with you. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs>